everyone, and welcome to I Am Here. It is a podcast with two cousins where we come together to share stories, share the healing, share the love. I am one of your co-hosts, Gabby, and she is Amarilis. Hey, hey. And you can follow us on all social media platforms at I Am Here Pod. You can email us at IamHerePod at gmail.com. Send us your stories. Uh, let us know what you think about the podcast. Today we are joined with our lovely siblings. We have my wonderful brother, uh, Luigi. It's a me, Luigi. Yes. And yes. you can introduce your siblings because they're over there. Yeah, so we have Alecha to my right, and we have our lovely um, shared brother, I guess. Also, thank Hi. you. Today we're talking about <laughs> being imposters, imposter syndrome, which I literally just found out what it was because I honestly did not know what it was, although I suffer from it constantly. So it's good to have a name for it. It almost sounds like we're spies, you know, like, ooh, let's talk about being imposters. Dun, dun, dun. No, it's not as fun. We're talking about imposter syndrome because um, I think a lot of people actually deal with it. But it's interesting because, like you said, Gabby, you didn't know what this was. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people may not even have a name or or label or saying, oh, there's an actual thing. Um, but when we talk about imposter syndrome, um, I mean, we may all have different ways of describing it. But the way I understand it and experience it is almost like I'm a fake. And people will eventually find out that I'm a fake. So it's really another way of minimizing and downplaying our own abilities and capabilities and talents. Um, but we really believe, oh, they're going to find out. So it's, it's that um, faking it till you're making it, but feeling anxious and uh, feeling a low self of sense of uh, low sense of uh, self-esteem um, when it comes to certain things that maybe I'm actually good at. I think we're all experts at low self-esteem. <laughs> Got through, yeah. got through it, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I would say for me, uh, imposter syndrome is that feeling of, it's weird because it kind of changes uh, for me, where I'll feel like I'm a fake, and you know, other people might realize I'm not as good as they think or as smart as they think I am. However, other times it's almost like I accept that idea and make it something i'm proud of where look how many people i can i can fool oh. into thinking mm. i am mm. smart but then it becomes a, a a problem of what's the reality and what is you know is it true that i could have made it this far uh if i wasn't trying to fool people or like mm. you know acting smarter than i really am so it's that's basically where that imposter syndrome comes wow. in. So it's almost like I have to act smarter than I am in order to continue this facade. Yeah. Because if they find out that I'm not really this smart, if I say if I slip up in any moment, they're gonna find out that I'm a phony. Exactly. So I have to I have to almost overcompensate because I feel. Um, yeah. Oh my. That's how I feel, and it's like every day. Because I'm thinking like I, I gotta I gotta be as smart as people think I am, so I gotta I gotta do this. But then my brain almost like catches me in that thought and says, "Now that's delusions of grandeur. You think you are way smarter than you really are now." Because there's no way I can actually know these things because yeah. either I'm faking it or I'm delusional. But there's no way that this is for real. Yeah. I, I for me like imposter syndrome, which again just found out what that is uh for me i've noticed that it's it's like i am so stuck in the idea that it's absolutely not possible that i'm at the level that people think that i am that i just assume ever like you said but like before we start recording everyone's making a mistake like everyone's wrong like they don't understand that i'm not as talented or i'm not as like whatever as they think that I are pretty or whatever. I'm just me and everyone is completely, they're the delusional ones. Mm -hmm. So it's really weird because like I never find myself in a way that's like, oh, I'm being delusional or, or whatever. I, it's like, oh, you guys are all wrong. You guys are all biased. You guys have made a mistake or 
there's there's you don't see the truth like maybe it's just like you're not even I'm, i'm not even trying to dupe you it's just like you made a mistake you're not seeing the full me if you knew the full me then you wouldn't think that yeah that's what i that's what i think Mm-hmm. And, like, it's funny because, like, I didn't even think about this. Like, also is the one who pointed it out before we started. He was like, is you a rock, too? And I'm like, oh, because, like, I never really thought of that. Because when I started in rock ensemble, like, in school, um, I don't know. Which is I'm a gonna, band, which is a band a, or a group. Yeah, it's like a, a band in school or basically it's, like, rock band. But you're in, in a, it's basically a class where we have two uh, concerts at the end of the year. Um and like i auditioned for it because uh that one right there my way uh also made me do it and like i'm not even a music student or anything like i just really like to sing and stuff and i, I did it because it was like oh it's gonna be fun and he forced me to so he's like do it sign your name right now and i was like i don't even have a song so then i did it and then like it was a couple i don't know how many names were on that list that that auditioned but it was a lot and then out of them, like, they they picked, like, a certain amount. It wasn't that many people. And I was one of them. And I've never, like, had that experience before. Usually I, like, never, like, am selected for anything. But that's also because I never try. <laughs> so, like, when I did it, and then, like, when I saw my name, I actually, like, my heart jumped. But it was not in a good way. It was like, oh, oh man, they made a mistake. That sucks. Oh man. Like, They're eventually going to find out and kick me out. Yeah. Yeah. That's literally, that was literally it. Like the entire time. And it didn't help that when I went for my first voice lesson, uh, my voice instructor was like, I could have sworn you had darker hair. Like you could have sworn you looked different. And when she said that, that was like confirmation for me to be like, oh man. But then I didn't even think about the fact that she saw me over FaceTime. So it was completely different lighting, but like. You were just thinking, oh, they mixed up my name with somebody else. Yeah, the entire time. Not even that. I was like, oh yeah, they made a mistake. Like, I'm not a music student. I'm not good at singing. Like, I just like to do this. So this is, this is all a mistake. And then like walking into the first rock ensemble practice, all these music students that have had so much experience playing music for years can read, like they can read music. I can't even really read music. And I walk in and I'm like, these people are so good. I'm not in the right place this is was a mistake and like i remember going like to also or going to my co- our other cousin Luisito, and like literally like having anxiety attacks I'm like they messed up and they're gonna find out and then they're gonna kick me out and then one day i literally went up to my voice instructor and i said hey like i don't want to like crush like any i don't want to be an inconvenience but i think there's been a mistake and i literally talked to her and then she laughed in my face and i was yeah, she laughed at me. She was like, what? What do you mean? I picked you because of X, Y, and Z. And then I was still confused. So I was like, no, you don't understand. And she goes, no, you don't understand. And I was like, no. Right. So imposter syndrome is, is like yeah. really weird. It's, it feels like it's your reality. It doesn't feel like mm-hmm. it's anything. Yeah, it's it's almost like a slight like delusion where you believe that you are much less than you actually are. Yeah, it's the based same off of thought. It's the thing. I'm not good enough. It's really comes down based to based off of little tiny things that actually aren't that big of a deal and can happen to anybody. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's those little tiny things that you water and you nurture the bad thoughts and then you're like, everyone around me is lying to me. And then that becomes your reality. Like, They're just oh. being nice. <laughs> yeah. That's what I always think. I'm like, oh, everyone's just, these people just care about my feelings. I'm not really as good as they think I am. They're just being nice to be nice. But it's just like, mm-hmm. no, you don't see who you really are as a person. Like, yeah. who's lying? You or like 30 other people? yeah that's, that's true but it doesn't even seem logical like that logic doesn't even make sense in your mind at this time because you're just so set on not on not this mm-hmm. because you think you know yourself you, you you say i know myself better than all these people do and i don't think i'm enough mm-hmm. that's where that kind of there's like a clash yeah. and i've seen this not just in um like i've seen this in my career in school and even in in family where you just feel like this they think i'm like this great person they think i'm smart 
and all this stuff, but none of that is 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 real. It's just they they only know what they they think they know. Hmm. But but then so I just to give an example how my school and career have been basically just constant imposter syndrome. And just for example, I got a 4.0 in high school without studying. Like I did not <laughs> I didn't study I'm so at all. I didn't, I would try to, I wouldn't even want to do homework. But th the thing is that I couldn't study because I couldn't pay attention. I didn't know what was going on in class. But somehow when I would get to the tests, I could figure it out just yeah. by reading. Mm -hmm. And like Gabby and, just said, like people get jealous of that in a certain way because people work so hard. Mm-hmm to just pass and to mm -hmm. make it and and there's so much more work and effort in in being able to do something like that um and and it's not to discredit that because but there's almost a part of me because I feel you in that it's like there was almost a part of me growing up that I almost was jealous of the work ethic if that makes yeah. any sense no absolutely uh, because yeah. I never learned like after growing up I was like I never learned to work at something if I wasn't naturally good mm -hmm. at it then I won't do it, yeah. period, because I never had to um, practice. I never learned how to study. I never learned how to organize myself. I never learned how to ask for help and, and try to break things down. I just never learned how to learn. Yeah. I just copied what they said and gave back the, the same answer. Yeah. And for me, I felt like I, it got up until, like, to this point, it was hard for me to say, I'm lucky because I was smart. I'm smart. And like, that's hard. Like, even now it's hard to say I'm smart because of that constant back and forth. But I, I had to be able to pass without paying attention because of my ADHD that I didn't, was not diagnosed and was not taking any medication or anything like that back then. So my coping mechanism was just like to figure out a way to, do it without having to study yeah um then i got into one of the top engineering schools like in the country and once that happened i was like wait okay i got it i got into the school okay that's pretty cool then i got there and since i had not learned to study i had a rough time it was hard but it was because i had not learned how to you know, actually do the work. So throughout college, it was like, I really don't belong in the school. Like, yeah, sure, I got a 4.0 in high school, but like... But they don't know that was just like happenstance. They don't I was, know I faked my way through it. The thing is, I happened, just happened to get that. Like, it's hard because I didn't study. Mm -hmm. I didn't work for it. It just happened. And I got to college, and I was just like... <laughs> Gabby's like, like, how does it just happen? <laughs> yeah, it didn't just happen, because you did you did do the work. Even if you didn't study per se, you still, when you looked at the... Yeah, you can't compare, you can't, it doesn't make any sense when you're like, because I had ADHD, me and Gabby have ADHD, I didn't have A's, I had such a hard time. See, like, even now I'm trying to downplay it, but it's <laughs> yeah. like... I got through it because I'm smart. Yeah, there you go. And then I got to college and I had such a hard time. It, at that point, it's like, it doesn't, in the beginning, there were, there were even like classes. High school for me and all of middle school and all of high school and all of college. <laughs> <laughs> Where you actually had to struggle. Like you couldn't just, you couldn't just, oh, I'm just yeah. going to, to do it because it's just, just going to happen. It's, it wasn't as easy. Yeah. Actually, we're challenged and didn't yeah. know how to work through that, yeah. which and makes it completely different than yeah. um, somebody who didn't have the level of skill that you did, yeah. just naturally. Almost like a talent. Exactly. A talent. And it was like, and at that point, then I started thinking, am I actually dumb? Because I can't even do this. Mm. Like, I can't even get past Calc 2. I took out two, three times. I'm sorry, but the way you said that. Yeah, that sentence. You made a sound like it was like. But at that school. But at that school, it's like. Yeah, but it's hard to hear on the opposite side because you're like, 
I can't even pass Calc 2. And like that sentence sounds so ridiculous. (laughs) Yeah. It's ridiculous because I have to take Calc 2 to get into a program that I want to be in. I haven't taken Calc 2. And he's like, I can't. I couldn't even get through. It's almost like they didn't get through Calc 1. Well, yeah, and it's it was like that throughout the whole. Like, um, I am not ashamed to say, like, I graduated with like a two point five or something like that, because and I failed a whole semester, but it was because <laughs> I still didn't even push to try. Like, I would only do like procrastinate at the very end before I would do every project. I didn't know I had ADHD or anything like that. But it okay, was that's really, not even ADHD, right? That part no, right there is not ADHD. At that point, it was just like, I don't know what I'm doing. And <laughs> eventually, I actually graduated. And then I got into a job. But I don't, honestly, when I got to the interview, I still didn't know what the job was for. <laughs> I didn't understand what the job description even meant. And so I got that job. Yo, how the heck do you even apply for this job that you don't they, even know what it they, is? I didn't apply. They contacted me. Oh I got lucky. <laughs> Literally. He just said, oh, I got lucky because they scouted me. It's like, um... Uh, <laughs> Wait a minute. That doesn't happen to people in real life. <laughs> well, it happened to be a job with the state government doing so- uh, work with software. Happened to be. No, but it's like... I just picked I up language that's in the <laughs> I keep declining them. I just have to keep telling people, you know, no, no, no. I already am working no. with, with another state government. Thank mm-hmm. you. I learned just enough to get into the interview. That's what I feel like and eventually got to where I am now. Yeah. And it's like now I'm a software engineer when I felt like I had never had experience with this before. So how, why did they hire me? Yeah. Like, I don't understand. Like, mm-hmm. sure, now it has continued to progress to the point where, you know, I'm getting headhunted by these big companies, but I still feel like they don't even know all this crap that I'm, you know, that I had to make up that I knew databases that I'm learning on the spot right now. Like, I yeah, feel they like don't the, know the whole story, they, they think that I know all these things and I'm disciplined. It's almost that yeah. like they think I'm disciplined when mm-hmm. I'm not. And yeah. when they find out it's going to mm-hmm. be problems. They're going to see that um, they got the wrong dude. Yeah, that's how I feel. I just don't, I still, even to this day, I still feel like I don't deserve the position I'm in. So interesting, because like, I talk to each one of you and then I hang out with you and also like watching myself. It's almost like we're looking, well not almost, it's literally, we're looking for people to validate our negative ideas of ourselves. It's like, we continue to bully ourselves throughout like, our lives and they were like somebody tell me i'm right somebody tell me that i suck it's just so interesting that it's just like yeah someone please bully me so i don't have to like, yeah <laughs> weird yeah exactly well it's because if you're kind of used to i know this isn't about bullying in this episode but like if you're used to being in a situation where people have told you those things in the past or kind of insinuated mm. those things in the past you're going to kind of get used to that and then you're like wait wait, I'm not used to not being told these things. Told mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm not used to praise. So what you're yeah. saying is kind of like imposter syndrome can come out of slight like trauma yeah. from, from negative, maybe like negative or bullying or yeah. stuff like that. I think yeah. so. Could, yeah. Like, it, um, because it, it goes back to the same belief, like, and, and so, like the core belief of like, I'm not enough. And it goes back to even what you said before we started recording on each other hearing constantly that we're not good enough so we start repeating that to ourselves of um even though like in luigi's particular story like you may have heard oh you're smart you're doing all these things but i can imagine it's like oh but you're not organized look who's gonna like who's who's gonna hire you if you don't get it together like if you don't study kind of thing and those are the things that kind of Oh, you, you, you felt that also? What yeah, that, that one cut deep for a second. I was like, I'm sorry, mom. I was like, yeah. oh, yeah, that's now, now that you say that, that's what I've been told a lot. Or that, that I'm lazy, lazy. That yeah. I'm lazy. That Not that know. I'm saying that about no, you. I know. <laughs> you live the same roof. Yeah. So I know what they tell, what they used yeah. to tell you. So You know, yeah. that I'm lazy. Their, their favorite one with Despistado, which, which by the way, 
which means um, distracted. Oblivious. Oblivious, distracted. Oblivious, distracted. Ugh, that makes me mad. And uh, so kind of growing, it's like you're smart, but you're lazy, you're distracted, and mm-hmm. you're, you're, you're immature. And it's like, Am you keep, I smart you, yeah, yeah, you keep repeating yeah. that. Because you can't see your good attributes because you've been told your negative ones for so long. So they just get stuck in here. Yeah, It's interesting because when you guys brought up this topic, I wasn't really sure what to say. But then I think about how often people try to validate me because, you know, we all have our insecurities. And it's like what I said earlier. It's like you four, our friends, our family, they'll try to tell you things like, oh, you're doing very well with this, like passion you're interested in or even simple stuff like, oh, your, your cooking was good. Your outfit looks good. It's just the first thing in my head is just like, eh, shut up. I don't believe you. And it's just very quick to shut down, I don't know, other people's positive opinions of you. And like I said, waiting for the negative ones so that they can validate the imposter syndrome. Yeah. So it's, it doesn't even, I think for me, come in like a very specific moment or a specific time in my life. It's just every now and then it's just oh these people aren't truly like feeling the things that they're saying they're saying it because they care about my feelings yeah you know it's funny because as you said that um because we're gonna get back to your stories and you too but as you said that i felt a little bit of of why at least in my life it, it, it is that the fact that i'm kind of waiting for people's negative comments when they say positive and it brought up a memory of like and it's not just a memory, but just the culture in the house and the, and the um, environment, because it wasn't just my house, it's the environment and the culture I grew up in, in that I was given a compliment, but when I received a compliment, it was always just the beginning of a joke. Oh. So I'm always waiting for somebody's punchline. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, like, and this is just a cheesy one, but like, um, say, oh, like, oh, you're really pretty pretty ugly hot you know and you hear that second grade joke wait got him (laughs) the way that that's exactly what memory i had was it from the pool girl no that that was our school they used to do that all the time because i remember in the um it was in the pool (gasps) there was one time in the pool and then i remember on the school bus on the school bus they would say that all the time i remember the one where they did it to us in the pool because i was like I was like, I don't know if it was that I had never been told that I was pretty or what, but like, just because we were standing up, we were at our grandmother's pool, we were standing on the deck, well, people on the sidewalk can see you, and there was these two kids walking, and they were like, hey, you guys are pretty, and I was like, aw, that's so nice, (laughs) and then like, it was just like, to feel like, a compliment I was like that was so nice of them and then to immediately be cut down mm-hmm. and just be like I need to like go and hide <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah and it's just simple yeah. things like it's childish things but you know as you're growing up that and like that's why I say it's the culture almost the environment because uh there, that was that happened all the time it's just simple jokes and um then I just learned to adapt of like oh so when people say a compliment it's just a joke when people are just saying something nice, it's just going to be a joke. So don't believe the compliment because you're going to laugh. Like, it's supposed to be funny at the end. Ah! Even as an adult, when people pay me a compliment, I downplay it. I'm like, oh, I'm not smart. Or, oh, I'm not pretty. Or, no, I'm not really good at that. Or, no, not even I'm a calm or good person. Because the calm and good person was always followed with a joke of, yeah, you're, you're calm when, um, when you're asleep. You know, you're a good person when you're, when you're asleep, you know? So I never learned how to take a compliment. And when people would just pause there as an adult, people would call me out and say, you really don't know how to take a compliment. You like, I'm really saying this honestly to you. And I'm just like, I would finish the joke. You know, Mm -hmm. like if people, if people, if people say, oh, I like your hair. I'm like, girl, I didn't brush it today. You know, like, <laughs> like make it make it funny because uh, so uncomfortable with yeah hearing people because it's like there's no way that that's true. 
Yeah, but it's funny that you say that because, you know, uh, when I first started my college program in, in Disney and I um, was on the phone with mom about something and she said something to me and I immediately brushed off whatever she was complimenting. And she went on a little bit of a, a, like a lecture of like how I need to stop and learn how to take a compliment because it's rude to do that. Mm -hmm. And that was, you know, I was already an adult, so I had to like relearn. And now I just bite my tongue sometimes because I'm like, I still don't know how to take a compliment, but just don't. I don't want to be disrespectful now. Yeah, no, like, I don't believe you. Sometimes, but I'm just gonna keep it quiet. yeah, and then you, and then what I find myself doing is I'll say thank you, but I, my true feelings will come out in that thank you, and they'll be like, okay, why yeah, because you say you thank you like this, like. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> or I like you could just like feel it. They could feel it that it's just like I don't believe it myself. Mm. And then, you know, starts a whole thing. Oh. You know, like this actually makes me think too, because uh I, I think about like the idea of being bullied in school and then coming home and then maybe expressing what happened at school and then having your parents or someone be like that's not true because you're ex well you're you're talented you're beautiful you're this and then like you're like well you're biased and i just got told by all these like ugly little sorry these little <laughs> I just got told by this mob of kids that I'm ugly and like they're like 17 of them and there's one of you and you're telling me this and then as you grow up you get used to that and then you someone actually gives you a compliment that they actually mean like oh my god you're so beautiful and then I laugh because I'm like okay that's you're just saying that because you get used to having the people tell you that be the people that are either biased or they're like making up for something and it's like, wait, are you telling me this because specifically I am ugly and you're just trying to make me feel better? Like, it's things that don't make sense. We always minimize their actual opinion, which is why mom said stop, um, stop downplaying the compliment because it, it is just like now you're, you're insulting me because this is my actual opinion of you as a person and we downplay it. Like, no, you don't know what you're talking about. And um, it's funny as we're talking about it, Luigi, you mentioned how it's kind of gone through you, uh, to you um, throughout your life since you were a kid into your career. And there were some parallels where it's just like, I never, I never, um, like going through school, I did, I faked it. And actually when I graduated from college, I, I got a bachelor's of arts in psychology and I was like, I should have gotten a bachelor of science because my degree is BS. Like I had, I, I got a degree yes! in BS. I said, said what I did. I <laughs> I'm said like, the exact same thing. Yeah. I'm like, no, like I, I, I didn't, I like, it was nothing. I didn't have the, I had, I didn't have the experience uh, that you did until graduate school. Not because the actual information was difficult, but it was because I was dealing with the imposter syndrome paralyzing me i was mm -hmm. faking it through that call that graduate program not because of the academics but my own mental and emotional well-being i was checked out the whole time i was in grad school like that i just skirted right through it because mm -hmm. i was checked out um and the whole time thinking i don't even know why they accepted me into this program mm -hmm. um it must be and this is what imposter syndrome does it must be because I'm a minority and they don't have enough minorities on their program. Um, almost like the it was affirmative action. Um, or, um, and I had that in, in undergrad, so it was like, oh, they only gave me the scholarship because I'm Hispanic and they need Hispanics in here. So it makes you downplay what you actually earned on your own because of your own um, abilities. But I remembered um, even just, I'm gonna say, it happened so many times of how imposter syndrome has like paralyzed me and held me back. Um, I was, I applied to a job and I was invited to, um, to an interview. And I remember um, it was an interview with, with a college being a professor and actually helping some kids with their mental health. Um, and I remember I drove all the way out there, which was an hour and a half away. I took the day off from work so I could go to this interview. I drove an hour and a half to the, um, to the campus. I parked. 
And as I'm there um, thinking, am I going to go inside? And this is like a job where I was like, you, I had like the most salary I had ever been offered, like to potential just starting um, a crazy amount of time off. Like it was an awesome job. And I sat in the parking lot and I'm like, I'm not going in. And I took, I turned around and I did not go to that interview. I left because in my mind, I thought they made a mistake. There's no way that they will give me this job. Why would I even waste my time? And the anxiety just flushed me and I left. I didn't even step inside the campus. Yeah. Um, and that's happened other times. Like I've had like people invite me to do a talk and the whole time I'm driving to do um, a conference presentation. Like I'm, I'm, somebody offered me that because they work with me and they're like, I like the way you present. You're going to do it. And I'm like, I don't like to do presentations. I'm an introvert. I want to hide in a corner. Um, but then I'm like, no, 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 you're going to be good. So I, I do what I'm told and I just apply, submit my proposal. And um, they invite me to talk to the whole audience, not to a small workshop. They said, no, what you have is important to offer everybody. So I'm doing a presentation in front of hundreds of people. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> and... I'm like, and I remember talking to you, Gabby, like even like, and also too, like sending you messages, like pray for me because I don't want to do this. And I'm driving over there and the whole time I'm fighting with God. I'm like, yo, I was trying to get out of this. I, I was like, do I tell them I'm sick? Do I tell them my car is broken down? Do I tell them, um, like I, I was trying to leave the country actually at that time. I was like, you know, that's a good excuse. I'm not in the country, so I can't do the presentation. <laughs> I'm in Canada, I'm sorry. <laughs> yes, I was like, no, 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 I'm gonna be out. And I was like, I, there was no excuses. I was like, no, I'm not gonna lie. And the whole time I'm driving and I'm sweating and I'm shaking and I'm like, should I leave? Should I stay? Should I leave? Should I stay? And it's so much effort and work so much effort and work i eventually did it like i did that presentation because i forced myself to do it um Next. because i was trying to heal from imposter syndrome and i was kind of talking in my head i'm like no if people chose me there must be someone even if it's one person in hundreds of people everybody like everybody may think i suck and know that i don't know anything but if there's only one person in there who could take something i'm gonna do it so I'm really trying to like pump myself up. So good. Yeah. And even after I left and I got all these like wonderful like um, feedback and comment, I, I got like a one or two not so good ones because hello out of hundreds and you know, like it, but like people always got something to say, but I disregarded everything else that people had told me. And I focused on those couple of bad comments and I was like, I knew it. I knew it. Mm -hmm. I knew that I suck and I knew that I wasn't good enough for this, that I'm not um, as smart and I'm not a professional in this aspect. I'm not an expert. Mm -hmm. They should have invited something, somebody else. And it's like, those are the paralyzing moments yeah. of how it can interfere in really moving forward. Wow. Yeah. That is oh. a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, you're saying that and I'm actually thinking about it because I, I really do identify a lot with focusing on the negative aspects that someone points out about me rather than the full picture. Um, like I even think about making this podcast and like us. <laughs> yes, that was a big one. I was like, yeah, what? I still do. Like, I, like every five days I call also and I'm like, she should get a new co-host because you know, I keep saying like a lot. Like, there was the other day, I was like, okay, so the other day, our friendship uh, podcast came out, and I was walking, because I, I listen to them at least, just, I don't listen to them a lot, I just listen once, because I'm like, oh, I wonder what other people listen to, like, how this sounds like, and I was on a walk, and I heard myself talk, and I was, like, cringing, like, ugh, I'm always saying like, 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 I, I, I was like, oh, man, I need to eliminate that from my vocabulary. It didn't even matter that I was, like, kind of funny, you know. It didn't even matter <laughs> that, that what I was saying was helpful. And it didn't matter that I got maybe close mm -hmm. to seven messages saying that they really enjoyed it. And yeah. it was nice feedback. And it didn't matter because the entire time I was thinking, no, they're just saying that. Or, no, they don't understand. Or, no, they don't. They're just they being supportive. Yeah, they're yeah. just being supportive. They don't understand that I'm like, tri 
see, I'm tripping over all my words, and I'm yeah. just, you know. And it's like, oh, I said like, oh my god, now no, I'm thinking <laughs> about oh my it. God. Uh, <laughs> no, but that that's an example. That kind of shows where we actually make our own reality, mm-hmm. where we we actually there are situations there are part, t- like times where we actually ignore reality and make our own where Mm -hmm. people are majority like the majority of people are positive yet the small percentage of the negative is what we focus on we decide to make that our reality like that's the that's what's real our Um, dog just sighed like a war veteran like i we were here and then suddenly you just hear molly Anyway, continue. <laughs> she felt that. She felt it in her heart. She said, yes. Oh, she really did. Like, I relate. Wait, Alecha, how have you experienced this syndrome in your life? Because I know you definitely have. No offense. <laughs> She's like, I, I know, know you have. have. I know you have. I'm telling you, I, I know it definitely has. <laughs> It's funny because we were talking about it when we weren't recording. I was just like chiming in here and there. And then I wasn't sure if I was going to do this. And now I'm, I was sitting here and I'm like, I don't have anything to add. I don't have anything to say. I shouldn't be sitting here. Maybe I should get up and leave. See, no, you have imposter syndrome right now about having imposter syndrome. Uh- this is this is so meta. This is beautiful. This is. Is this? Let's walk through it. Let's figure it out. Yeah. It work. Inception? Is this Inception? Um, yeah, that's what happened. It's imposter Inception. You were just talking about how like you don't consider yourself an artist, and I. I mean, that was yeah. That was before I started recording because we were talking about like what are things that make you feel like you're you have imposter syndrome and every time somebody has ever been like oh she's an artist and i'm like who Mm -hmm. (laughs) who are we talking about because Mm -hmm. i just you are you you got some good stuff a person who does art isn't always an artist to me, that's yeah. So like, that's not I, how that I, works, Alicia. <laughs> You're an artist. Yeah. Oh wait, what's your it's what's so your handle for? Um, it's so interesting. <laughs> like we see it from both sides of the fence. Because it's just like, if one person in this whole chat right now is just like, "Oh, I am not good at this. I'm not good at that." The rest of us is like, "Yo, shut your mouth." I'll slap you. <laughs> I'll smash you through the laptop. And it makes me think, I'm like, is the only way to get through imposter syndrome is like, you got to deal with it yourself because everyone else who loves you in the world is going to tell you you're dope. Like, girl, you got, people got your art on their bodies. Like, they're like, oh, I like this so much. It's with me for life. But you already know that. You know all the facts. It's just like sort of getting it in your head. Like, I I was going to ask, like, how do you get through it? Because even you, Amari Dish, you're like, I forced myself through the anxiety, through all the voices in my head to go and speak. Yeah. And then I was just like, oh, that's such a good story. And then at the end, you're like, and then everyone hated me. <laughs> <laughs> What's the, for people listening, I want to know, because I don't even know. We don't have all the answers. We're just people. Yeah. But it's like, what do we do? Like, how do we get through when, like, the bullying stage? Yeah. When you guys were talking about, um, like you, you both, you and Luigi were talking about how you you've gone for jobs and been like, you know, that having imposter syndrome, like I have this job and I don't deserve it. Mm-hmm. And I didn't even think about that until you guys started talking about it, about how the job that I'm at right now, and that's how I got there, because I remember. Um, when the position was got open it was like a big deal because those positions do not open up um it's people like, stay there forever they stay there forever and there's like the the positions like that group um and and that department there's only six people and those six people are gonna stay there until they you know whenever they feel like it yeah until they die (laughs) basically like it's like a job that you do not leave so if someone leaves it's just like okay and so when the position opened up i remember like going to people in my department and being like you should apply for that and they'd be like 
I don't know. I wasn't, I was, I wasn't sure. And I was like, you should do it. You should apply for it. You never know. You should do it. And I did this to at least like four or five people. And I remember one of them was like, are you going to apply for it? And I was like, I, I, I like wasn't going to, I just, you know, cause in my mind, I, I don't know if I've said this to them, but I was like, I don't think they're going to take me. <laughs> And it's just because in my mind, again, I'm imposter syndrome, I'm not good enough. And then I was like, you know what? If I'm not good enough, like, what am I losing in applying? Nothing. Ooh, girl. Mm. So I was like, send in my resume, do the interview. I'm not going to get it, but at least I did it. Like, at least so I, I tried. Can shut these people up. <laughs> so, yeah, one of the things was like, if I don't apply, like, I'm going to look stupid because I told everybody else to apply. And then I got called to one of the managers and I was like, what the heck is happening here? And in my head again, I sat there when they were like, do you want this position? And it was two managers in the office. And I was like, do I what do I say because I can't like say no but I was not I don't think that they know what they're doing <laughs> I like I had a list of people that I thought that they were gonna take and I was not on that list at all <laughs> on your own personal list <laughs> I was like, this person is going to be able to get it. This person is going to be able to get it. And I just applied because I had told everyone else to. But in, in that way, you still got past uh, that imposter syndrome from holding you back. That's and where that's where also this question came in. Now, so like, I think, well, I, I, I think that imposter syndrome is more of a symptom. Mm -hmm. So instead of trying to, how do we deal with imposter syndrome? I, I believe the imposter syndrome is kind of like a symptom of kind of negative self-image. Oh, I mm. was going to say that. Negative self-talk too. Mm -hmm. Because the thing is, I'm very, very bad. I, I, I also deal with negative self-talk, but recently I've been getting a lot better. But something that really helps too is, at least for me, has been positive self-talk. It has mm -hmm. been like talking to yourself as if you were talking to your best friend. And I've been doing that. I did it on the way here. I was driving and I was being mean to myself. And I was like, no, I'm great. I am amazing. I am yeah. kind and good person. Yeah, <laughs> you are. <laughs> and, and I realized that in the last six months that I have been focusing on focusing on myself and my own happiness and loving myself. And I realized that during that time, that imposter syndrome slowly gave away as, a, as part of the process of loving myself more. Mm. So that's what makes me think that imposter syndrome is more of a symptom of your own self, self-image. And mm. like I'm thinking about, um, all the times that someone has said something on this podcast that we were like, yo, shut up. You're per you're good at this. You're good at that. And then we get mad. Um, it's kind of you like. You make this podcast sound like intense, like, yo, we're going to, what is it called? It's an intervention. Yo, shut up. No. That's how it feels. That's how it sounds like to Get me. on this podcast and be loved. Yeah, get on it. How can we get this love whether you like it or not? Exactly. That's <laughs> Because, like, the more that we treat each other the way we treat the people we love, the mm -hmm. more we treat ourselves that way, mm -hmm. the more we're going to be able to see those things that everyone says that we have. Mm -hmm. So, like, I get pissed at this boy because he always thinks that he's dumb and that he's lazy and that he's not mm -hmm. smart. And that's not true. He's capable of all those things. And he does them. So then I feel like if I could treat myself that same way and look at myself and be like, I'm always calling myself ugly. I'm always calling myself untalented. You know what, girl? Look in the mirror. You just look at yourself and in the eyes and you're just like, you're beautiful. You're talented. Mm -hmm. You are loved. Do yourself, do the affirmations that yeah. also made me do. I'm not gonna lie. I do the papi chulo. Oh, every time I, I pass a mirror. 
It helps. You have to. You have to. <laughs> you have to. You kind of have to. Yeah. I, even if it feels so. Can you explain what the Papi Chulo thing is? I like when he does oh. it. Do it. No, oh, not it's the, the one raised eyebrow with the with the half smile with the but but here's the part that not everyone can do the dimples. Oh, that's the scene. Like, hit like, him with it. Oh, can we? All yeah, yeah. Can you can you hit hit us with the with the Papi Chulo? Like, like, oh. and then and then he turns it to the side. Well, this is my good side, so I gotta. <laughs> But with the finger me, point, <laughs> but there's a point, there's a point here, right? I, I got a point here. So, <laughs> you know how we always say treat others how you would want them to treat you, yeah. it's also the other way around. If, if you're a good person and you want to spread love, realize that starts with loving yourself. So, mm -hmm. treat yourself how you want you, how you're treating other people. Ooh, mm -hmm. I was gonna say. Like I came up with that on the spot. Wow. Can we all do the Papi Chulo face? Can that be the can that be the the como se dice the thumbnail? Let's do it. Let's do it. I don't know. It's like this. Eyebrow, smile. There you go. Yeah. I like it. Yo, that was perfect. That was perfect, guys. I'm proud of all of y'all. You're all beautiful. It's silly, but you gotta do those things. Yeah, yeah. You literally have to be like, just look in the mirror and be like, you look good today. You're cute. Or like, just give them some, yourself the little compliments that, you know, are a little embarrassing. You're just like, I'm so good at this. Or, oh my gosh, I'm so smart. Just like, like we've been saying for the past like 10 minutes or whatever. Yeah. You talk to yourself like you would talk to your best friend. And then that's how you start believing it. A couple things I wanted to mention off of that, because, um, what you guys are talking about loving yourself the way you you treat friends um i remember doing the love languages quiz with a lot of you um and how we express love to other people um like the five love languages i think it's from gary chapman um where it's either i express love to other people physical uh, uh affection so like hugs hand holding like um cuddles or playing with your hair um, words of affirmation, um, where I, I, I say, hey, you look good, or you're doing a good job, or I appreciate you, or having like nice notes, um, handwritten notes of what things that are meaningful, or um, the acts of service where I show you that I love you because I help you out when you really need um, something. So I may cook for you, or I may wash your car, or I may help you with a project that you need uh, uh, to do and it's causing you a lot of stress. Uh, or quality time, spending quality time with somebody and, and spending undivided attention, not qu quantity, but really having that one-on-one -on -one special time together or gifts. You know, I'll, I'll, I show you that I love you by um, giving you a gift on your birthday or just because I come um, and it's a meaningful gift, something that I know that you want or like or appreciate. Um, and on my way home, hey, I grabbed this because it reminded me of you. And this is something to, um, to show you my affection. But there's another side to that. And I think we shared that. Um, we exp I think I shared that with, with my immediate family of using your love language to actually care for yourself. So my personal um, love language, I'm bilingual and in, in love as well. Um, acts of service and quality time. We have the same one, I think. Yeah. So <laughs> when I'm loving myself and I'm really being kind to myself, I may not um, use words particularly. I do sometimes, I do, but um, I may um, do something kind for myself um, and take care of a task. So like for me, it sounds crazy, but actually washing the dishes or feeding myself is an act of love for myself because mine is acts of service. So making my bed, I'm like, oh, I feel loved, Amarilis. You made my bed. I Thank you, Amarilis. I make every day, and it makes me feel so happy. Girl, that is <laughs> acts of service. <laughs> and that's the way you self-love, or quality time, where I literally sit down, and I invest time in the, um, in the mornings. I'll set a five minutes where I'm like, no, we're spending time before you, before you share your time and space with anybody else on Marilis, I want to, I want to talk to you first. 
I want to talk to my, my friend. So I'll sit and I'll write and like, how are you feeling today? What is it that you want to work on? You know, what are your goals and why did you feel it? So I'll sit, those, that's my quality time. Um, so that's ways that we can really express love to ourselves when we really identify how am I loving other people? I can do that exact same thing as just flipping it um, to myself. Um, and another thing that like came up as we were talking about the second thing that I want to mention was overcoming imposter syndrome also was mentioning <laughs> my story about the presentation it ended on a sour note because I just started lo looking at the negative comments like I knew I knew I sucked but I didn't share the end of the story of how I dealt with that um, because there is um, something powerful about being able to tell ourselves the positive qualities and accepting that because I do the same thing of like no Amarilis I have, I have something to say that actually people want to hear. Um, people keep saying this. There's something that they're taking away. So there is something that you have as a talent or that God gave you as a gift that you need to share. Um, so you can't like, you know, it's just like, all right, I got to respect myself a little bit and challenge those negative thoughts with positive things. But I also think that looking at my negative self-talk has actually helped me too. And not obsessing about it, but like when I walked away from that presentation, I remember taking a walk um, around the neighborhood and reflecting on the positive things that people told me of like, hey, they said it was really helpful and they were really touched and um, like they wanted to work with me afterwards. Um, so like it helped them. But then I looked at it as like, why anxiety and imposter syndrome why why are you showing up so hard if people are telling us that this is good mm -hmm. um and being able to stop and say ask myself those questions is like why where is this coming from what what is what is helpful about telling me these negative things and that's almost kind of pushed me to correct some of the things that i i want to work on in myself so i was not prepared enough because i didn't organize my um my my project in a presentation to the degree that i wanted i wasn't being authentic and that's what anxiety told me in that moment i was my imposter syndrome in that moment made me fake my presentation because i thought they needed an expert so this is what experts do they talk about this and this and this but i wasn't being amarilis I wasn't being me during the presentation. And that's what the anxiety after the presentation and the imposter syndrome was trying to tell me. If you're going to do something, you got to do it real. You got to be you and you got to do it with the audience that you want to work with. I didn't want to work in that audience. I didn't want to work with that. And, and in, that, in that setting where I'm on a stage and seeing as an expert, I envisioned the imposter syndrome. This is what it told me when I asked it. Why are you telling me all these mean things? It said, girl, because your platform is sitting down in a circle with people and just talking to them intimately. It's not being in front of, of people. So it's almost like the negative talk, when I asked it, instead of running away from it, asked it why was it there and what is it trying to show me? It showed me what I really need to do. Wow. It's like almost talking to it because it is a part of us. So it's like talking to yourself and being like, hey, what's up? What's bothering you? Why, why are you acting like this? Then, it's, yeah. it's kind of like when you have a friend and then they're like <laughs> being sassy and they're like, they, 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 uh, whether it's their, if they're hungry or something, they're just being cranky and you're like, hey, hey man, what's up? What's wrong? Like, do you want to talk about mm -hmm. it? And then they sit down and then they let you know what's up and then you guys understand each other more. Sometimes you got to do that with yourself. Yeah. It's like the imposter syndrome is the imposter is actually the imposter trying to tell you something. So confront the imposter and be like, so why do you think you're an imposter? <laughs> In my case, my imposter syndrome definitely comes from my own self time management. That's <laughs> what myself is kind of like saying, you're not there yet. Because this little part, you still, but you are as good as, you know, people say. But this is a part that you need to work on. But yeah. that part is like what's hijacking everything else. It's hijacking. And it's almost like that part is almost using it as a punishment. It's like, wait, wait, wait. Can you not punish me? Can you just give me the mm -hmm. message? And it's just like a lot of times we don't listen to it is yeah. a challenge. It's like when it's trying to show up at first, 
you're like, oh, whatever, whatever. It's not a big deal. I don't want to deal with it. But it's just like, no, if we listen to the imposter, it says, yo, like, we, these are certain things that we still got to work on. Um, but Gabby, when you were talking about the podcast as something that kind of opened up some of the imposter syndrome for you, I felt the same way. And I think um, as I've been working on that anxiety and being an imposter, quote unquote, I think that's what kind of pushed me when we first started this to be like, hey, it's not going to be perfect. It's not going to be perfect. And we have to be okay with it not being perfect because there is part of the imposter syndrome that says, you're not, you're not ready to do this. You don't have the right equipment. You don't know what you're doing. You need to do. And it's just like, yeah, actually you're right. But I don't have to wait for it to be perfect before I launch it. I can actually learn those things and be imperfect in it and learn because there's no way I'm going to know everything before uh, without the experience. And it's there's like, we have to learn through the experience and edit and change and adapt to it. So there is a part where I listen to the imposter and I'm like, okay, now I see what you're saying, but I'm the one that makes the decision in the end, not the imposter. I'm like, okay, we're going to do it anyways, but I'm taking into consideration what you said, and we're going to just go in and, and do the best we can and adapt as we go. Mm. That's yeah. cool. You don't let the self-doubt, like, drive the boat. <laughs> Damn, girl. Oh, man. Are you so loud? <laughs> I'm so loud. Nah, it's just, in my heart, it's loud in my own. <laughs> <laughs> I see now, in my heart. In my heart. <laughs> my heart need earplugs. <laughs> There's a bunch of reasons to hold yourself back, but none of them are really ever gonna push you forward. And that's the thing, if you hold yourself back, you're only hurting yourself. Mm-hmm. Because you can be you can be the smartest person in the world, but it doesn't mean anything unless you actually take action. And if I am holding myself back with this imposter syndrome, and if I'm holding myself back out of fear, um, it's a detriment to me because I'm not living my full purpose, but it's also the detriment to people around me who need this gift, who are benefiting. It's not mine to keep. Um, Mm. So Mm. I'm shortchanging the world almost. And it Mm. sounds grandiose, but it's not because we all have a particular um, thing to share, whether it's within our own households, within our own work, uh, within our own communities that impacts other people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. It's true. Oh, man. I'm feeling feelings. At the end of all of these, I always feel feelings. <laughs> what are you guys grateful for? I'm grateful that I'm smart. (laughs) Claim it, bro. Claim it. Hell yeah, bro. I'm grateful that I accidentally came here on random time and then I sat here with you guys. And I'm grateful that I'm talented. Oh. Oh my goodness. That's the first time. (laughs) I copied Luigi, okay? (laughs) I know. When That's I set the example, Luigi, you see what happens when you claim it? <laughs> That's why I don't want to go, because I'm like, oh, same thing. <laughs> um, I guess I'm grateful for the gifts that I have and that I'm given and that I'm able to share them with people who also, like, help me progress them. So it's, I'm grateful for that cycle. I'm grateful for, it's so hard to say, I'm grateful for the creative gifts that I have. Oh, that's so hard to say. I hate that. Okay, cool. Oh, you do it and oh. do it positively. Now, how do you, what are you grateful for? Oh, okay. Ooh. I'm grateful for the gifts that I have. I can't, I can't. Wow, this is hard. We're going to therapy, don't worry. Uh, yeah, I know. I'm, I'm in therapy. Yeah, I'm, I'm all in therapy. We're all in therapy, so we're good. Uh, no. 
I'm thankful. You know what? Look, let me just say that. I'm grateful that I, can someone else go? I am grateful for healing. I am grateful for like this talk because it's so, um, I don't know. I was able to see, see it and feel it. I'm just like, wow, we honestly like just sitting here and talking with you guys is, and knowing you guys because you're my family. Um, seeing how we're all taking steps towards healing and really being genuine and authentic and loving all parts of ourselves, um, even the parts that are difficult. Um, so I'm also thankful for imperfections um, yeah. because that's what I love about a lot of you and me, the imperfections and being able to just love all of it. I am grateful for Alecha's art account, Alecha Duet, on Instagram. What the heck? <laughs> link in the description. Link in the description. Yeah, we're going to put all of your links in the description. How can we find you? Wait, no. LinkedIn. LinkedIn, okay. You want to give me a really large salary? Go for it. All right. You can find also... <laughs> Go ahead. Adrian underscore... Or Quento on Instagram. That's where you can find. And you can also find him on We Are the Blank Slate for his band uh, on Instagram. Yep. Gabby, what are you grateful for? Did I not do it? Mm -mm. I thought I said I was grateful for Alicia's artwork. Uh -huh. <laughs> That's not what you okay. were. I'm grateful that I am talented and that I make good music. Wow, that was hard to say, Woo! but yay! But it's true. I'm glad that I write music. It's lots of fun and it makes me happy and it helps me process mm -hmm. my feelings. So, thank And you. it makes other people happy. When I yes. see you post yes, and you're playing your music, it makes me happy. I get so excited. The both of you. Oh, you guys are cool. We, you guys could come back sometimes. We'll see. All right. Uh, but no, we are, we're completely um, grateful for you guys. And thank you listeners. Um, follow us on Instagram, Facebook. I am here pod subscribe on YouTube and check us out on all uh, podcast platforms. Let us know um, what you thought um, and your own stories or issues with, with imposter syndrome, because we're all dealing with it at some point or another. Um, and as always, we are so glad that you are here. And we are here with you.